0: hey you welcome to geek freaks i am frank and i'm joined by scott today hey what's up nerds been a while since we had scott on and you guys have been insulted by him calling you a nerd again <laughs> right off the bat <laughs> what have you been up to lately
1: i'm back bitches uh you know not too much uh moved about a month ago into a new apartment yeah uh which if you're watching the video you can see my kitchen now
0: <laughs> yeah, nice kitchen. Because that's you've been that's gaming like I'm a loon lately, dude. You've been playing so many games.
1: Um. Yeah. So, you know, an old MMO. I I played. uh Life is futile. You know, came back on. That's one of your favorites. Yeah. Under a new new company, so I I dumped a bunch of time into that, uh, and then and then Starfield happened. Then and, starfield. Uh, <laughs> i like how it's not even
0: like a game came out then starfield happened yeah, starfield <laughs> happened event. uh
1: you know for better or worse i mean it's 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 a it is a landmark in in gaming for right now
0: yeah and we're gonna be talking about a lot at the end it is it is definitely i haven't had a game like pull me as much as this one is in a while so it's, it's kind of nice to have that kind of oh i need to get it back on starfield i gotta pirate around a little bit more stuff like that uh, let's go ahead and do our question out of the geek box here this is oh my god this is so perfect for you have you memorized any quotes from a fantasy from fantasy books there you go for the folks at home
1: memorized quotes from fantasy books um
2: come on i know you got some so one that
1: i could actually benefit from because i have the problem but uh in the Sword of truth series um. One of the kind of, you know, themes, a, a quote that shows up a number of times is uh, think of the solution, not the problem.
0: Oh, OK, yeah, keep your like, <laughs> kind of a keep a focus on the on the good. Well, side you know, uh,
1: and, and I know that's not very like fantastical, you know, Like, but it's like a life lesson. I was like, you know what? I like yeah. this uh, because, you know, when something happens, right, when something bad happens, you have a tendency to focus on the bad thing that happened and be upset about what happened and complain about what happened when, you know, the, the people that they like rise to leadership, you know, in the moment, you know, people that take charge um, they've already moved past what happened. Yeah. And, and into what needs to happen now. Um, And I, I think that's, it's, it's just always stuck with me is something that I can improve on, you know, because I have a tendency to just like focus on
0: problems
1: instead of solutions to the problem.
0: Good on you for like learning a lesson from your books. Like I don't really do that very often. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I can't think of the exact quote, but I used to know it. And it was when Tyrion was, um, I'm sorry, when Catelyn was accusing Tyrion in the tavern of of, uh, attacking Bran and uh and pushing him out the window so i i used to remember that quote and it was like oh man it was because it was such a i think it was like the first major twist in the game of thrones or the you know song of ice and fire series and so i used to remember that one but i I don't remember anymore that was i think that was the one i probably pulled the most quotes from but they were just like ah it's still so badass not that i'm learning anything like what accuse (laughs) random people in a bar (laughs) you
1: know uh i drink and i know things you know
0: Okay. Yeah. If that's actually in the book, I definitely say that more I'm than I should. Pretty sure it is. Pretty okay. Sure it is then that. boom. I know that quote and I use it often and I kind of live by it. So, yeah, no, uh, so well.
1: a lot of that witty Tyrion banter is, I mean, it's in the books, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a shame because right now in the books, Tyrion, I feel I mean, he, he does it in the show too, but he's so off his mark right now with the whole, uh, he's like in the circus thing right now. And it's just, it's a shame because he's such a better character than that, so I'm hoping that George R. R Martin saves him pretty soon, you know,
1: yeah, I feel like um Tyrion's one of those characters that he maybe couldn't bring himself to get rid of or or has something in mind for him later on, mm-hmm. but yeah, like he's been taken so far out of his element, um and Tyrion is such a just, I don't know, a, a force, you know? Like, oh yeah. Like just for, sure. it, for entertainment value, you know, like he's such a great character uh, that I feel like it's another one of those George RR R. Martin doesn't know what to do with him. He just yeah. knows he doesn't want to get rid of him.
0: You know, he's, he's talked about how, and it's, you see it in the show as well, but Marine is kind of a mistake. He's talked about that where it's like, well, I created Marine to put Daenerys on ice for a little bit while I finished things up in Westeros so that I can bring her back. But I needed a place for her to stay for a little bit. So, like, and that's exactly where Tyrion's at right now in the books. So, you feel like, man, everybody who goes to Marine is just on pause and dealing with adventures that won't matter in the end. Like, I think Tyrion, I think everybody who reads the books or knows the shows knows that Tyrion is actually the rightful, is the best leader for Westeros. And they, they, they really hammer that home with like how much he's able to make the sewer system run well and shit like that. And so, when he's sitting there and he's like dealing with a circus and he's got, I think it's Jorah Mormont that's with him who's just drunk and waiting to die. And it's uh, the story sucks so bad right now for him. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, I mean, I think it, which is so weird that the show ends up picking brand because you know, it's obvious that the reason no one respects Tyrion is because he's a dwarf. you know? Right. Uh, you know, like that's it. It has nothing to do with the fact that, yeah, he is a good leader. He could be a great leader for uh, Westeros. Uh, but no one's going to allow that to happen um, because of his physical capabilities, which is so weird because then they yeah. let Brand, the crippled kid, you know, be, be king, <laughs> which I
0: think we can all agree felt weird. Um, yeah, it really didn't have any to me it didn't make any sense. Like his his war, his abilities don't I don't think really help him much as a king either. Yeah, no,
1: not really. Um, you know, but yeah, yeah. What? when he caught it was the the miranese knot uh which it was a knot he couldn't figure out how to you know untie you know when you have like uh, strings that get all knotted together right and you can't pull them apart and that's how he felt because yeah he stuck her there to just kind of keep her there for a little bit like like you say put her on ice and then couldn't come up with a reason why she would leave
0: yeah, it had you to know. collapse, which then makes us question her as a leader before we're supposed to question her for as a leader. Like we do later on, and we're supposed to later on, you know, based off of what we've seen so far on the show. But yeah, it's I I don't know, it's an interesting situation. If, let us, uh, boy, I like how we kind of got into this side conversation off of <laughs> just looking for a quote. But I loved it, you know, because I, I haven't talked about Game of Thrones in a bit. And it's, oh, it's something I really love. So, all right, let's get into the news. Let's dive right into it, guys. Let's talk about that Aquaman 2 trailer you not you me both watched it again refresh ourselves what did you think about this is this gonna be a good send-off for this era of dc
1: so i think that the first aquaman
2: kind of carried the franchise for a little while um
1: you know i i know there's lots of people who you know there's the snyder bros out there uh of and course. they're going to hate me but i you know what justice league in all of its forms was not great uh you know the Snyder cut the original cut i think they're all bad mm-hmm. um and and i think aquaman came and it was a surprise cuz who expects anything out of aquaman i mean i'm sure right. comic book you know readers do like aquaman in the comics compared to what you know people like me have seen in Old TV shows and things, you know, Aquaman was
0: like irrelevant, you know? Yeah, he's, even he's usually Smallville, the punching bag in a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah,
1: even in Smallville, like they tried to make him cool. <laughs> it didn't quite work, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's like, Aquaman, why does Aquaman even need a movie, you know? Uh, but I was pleasantly surprised. I think it's one of the best DC movies in this
0: era, you know? not going back to, to old Batman's, Even but the directing as far as better, a little bit too and everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and it doesn't take itself super seriously. You know, Jason Momoa comes into it very, almost tongue in cheek about just the, the king of Atlantis who does not want to be king. He's dragged kicking and screaming into this. And, and he's, he's got that, you know, that kind of sarcastic wittiness uh, and not taking things as seriously as, you know, Batman and Superman, which is what a lot of us have come to love about the Marvel movies. You know, there's True. a, there's a yeah. Marvel element to the Aquaman series and coming off of the flash, which was eh, uh, yeah. and Black Adam, which of course I kind of liked, but it flopped, uh, which I get, yeah. Um, you know, I think Aquaman two. <laughs> is once again going to carry the franchise personally you made
0: a really good point there he's he's lighthearted and and i think one of the problems that we're having with the marvel universe is, is we have lighthearted characters which we do enjoy star-lord's probably the, the first pioneer of that i mean iron man a little bit yeah he, he was witty but uh, we're getting a problem with with marvel where the surroundings are also joking with them and aquaman does a really good job of like he's joking around but yet he has the entire king of Atlantis like the atlantis is depending on him. So everything yeah. around him is serious, and he's not taking it seriously. So it makes his jokes bounce better. Like you always hear, like the the term like the the straight man in comedies. It's, the, it's supposed to be the Dwight Schrute. It's the person that things bounce off of. And so with Aquaman that exists, and even in the trailer, you're seeing that immediately with like his brothers involved, and his brother doesn't take him seriously. Nobody takes him seriously. That's why this works. I'm actually surprisingly looking forward to this. It has a lot of that grand epic adventure. Uh, the, I like the scale, the, the battle for the throne, that kind of thing. Um, and that's all here again, which is something that we saw in the first movie as well. I do also think it's funny that we have Amber Heard for maybe three frames. (laughs) and They're they're scaling her back pretty hard.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, we all know why that is. Um, and you know, it's, it's been rough for DC, you know, as much as even So leading up to like the Ezra Miller stuff and the Amber Heard stuff, you know, it was already a kind of a struggling franchise. Yeah. Like it had its fans. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, And not every movie was a flop, but like, you know, Shazam didn't do very well. Uh, You know, Batman versus Superman, Justice League. uh, You know, they were rough movies that were Kind of getting to people, you know, Aquaman was Aquaman and Wonder Woman, I think are the. Oh, that's stars. right. Wonder Woman's a good one, too. Yeah, the first Wonder Woman, not so much 1984. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Wonder <Sure>. Woman <laughs> kind of kicks it off. And, you know, because like Man of Steel was, it didn't, you didn't know really it was going to be a DCEU, right? It was just, oh, cool, a Superman movie. Yeah, this is a new Superman. Where I think Wonder Woman kind of starts the, you know, oh, okay, like this is turning into something more. And it's a, it's a good, solid superhero movie with a great cast. And then you have, you know, some stuff in the middle and Aquaman, Aquaman's good, you know? So, um, it was already having problems. And then, you know, Ezra Miller, you know, legal, I don't even know what you want to call that, which I was super shocked that they were like, we're still going to do the flash movie, which really became a Batman movie,
0: which I'm okay with. Which I think is the reason it became a Batman movie is because they were trying to hide the Ezra Miller stuff a little bit. Like, all the marketing yeah. was so leaned on Michael Keaton that it was like, oh, that's right, Ezra's in this.
1: Yeah, which, you know, I know some people, they they really liked you know, Ezra Miller's uh, performance in The Flash. I thought it was okay. I did think he did better than he did in Justice League. I did not like Justice League Ezra Miller Flash. Yeah. I thought it was just not well done it was very much i run fast and trip over things was his whole yeah, like, his whole character like, arc
0: being witty <laughs> and being a dork are two different things and he was so close to the dork side of it that it was hard to enjoy him at all
1: yeah um and like he tried to banter with batman at one point and the batman banter was also bad it was just yeah. like it was like two not witty nerds trying to be witty it was <laughs> it was just rough yeah. so You know, I mean, the Flash movie hasn't done great, but overall, I mean, I did watch it and I wasn't disappointed by it, Um, you know, of course. And then, yeah, going into Amber Heard, they're probably like, well, fuck, what do we do now? You know, so they're making hard choices in these little bright lights, you know, uh, the Batman movie uh, with with Pattinson, Robert Robert Pattinson, you know, that one I also thought was good. although.
0: Of course, but it's a whole else. The thing is, it's world. So like all of that is disconnected, which I think is to DC's advantage. When they try to oh, yeah. connect them, it gets so sloppy. And even with the Joker movie too, with Joaquin Phoenix, don't let it touch anything else. Let it be its own thing. And if it fails and it fails off on its own, but so far those haven't failed. Like those are just fun one-offs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the most surprising ones. No one expected anything out of wonder woman i don't think you know right and And even with like suicide squad
0: like everybody's like you're gonna bring back suicide squad what it's kind of a reboot but not a reboot and then all of a sudden it's like shit that's the best thing you guys made in years (laughs) it was crazy bring back suicide
1: squad after the first suicide squad did not do well and like oh yeah okay this like there the it really does seem like the things they don't try hard on are the things that are good (laughs) Yeah, so if you maybe actually, that's what it have is. Have you ever watched Birds of Prey? Stop trying so hard.
0: Yeah, I have you seen Birds of Prey it yet, no. It's the weirdest thing. So I actually like went to the theaters and watched this thing, and I think I did. Yeah, and it's like somehow good. I'm like, how is this good? You guys put zero money into this, and I think it has their best fight scene in the Zack Snyderverse. It is crazy. Like, like she goes in with I think it was a police station with a bat and just like destroys the police station. It's dope, <laughs> and I'm like. They didn't have, and that's the problem too. DC's having right now because of the James Gunn stuff. I think they're not advertising their their movies properly at all. And that too got like no advertisements. But it's actually, if you guys yeah. need a movie to watch, it's fun to watch.
1: Yeah, it just kind of appeared. I was like, oh, birds of prey. and I'm like, what even is this? I don't even know what this is that I moved yeah. on with my life immediately. <laughs> yeah, it's not
0: bad. Uh, all right, let's talk about <clears throat> our next thing here. We have Tim Burton. It's coming out now because they're working on Beetlejuice 2, which. I'm nervous. I love Beetlejuice, but so I'm nervous about the sequel, but it came out today. The cinematographer is talking about how Tim Burton's prioritizing in camera effects, basically not using CGI. And I didn't think about how many special effects are in the first movie, but there's quite a bit, huh? Oh yeah.
1: I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about this is a time period with, you know, when you're coming off of, uh, star Wars and Indiana Jones and, you know, Tim Burton's really getting into the, into the world uh you know the film world and it's a lot of practical effects it's kind of like a practical effects golden age really you know that late 80s early 90s kind of time period um but i think it'll it'll be interesting to see if it has the same effects now that it did then you know i mean you go back you, you look at if you can you know if you find like an original star wars you know mm-hmm. before they the remastered edition and special edition and all that you know you find some original star wars and it doesn't hold up the best you know what i'm saying like no, it was it great for the time bad. yeah yeah but the lightsaber was yeah, terrible looking at it like oh well you know i mean yeah, some cgi we could think that look a little better yeah um you know and then
0: if you look at beetlejuice too like I was just surprised the fact that it had so many special effects. I didn't think about it. And I think it's because when I think of Beetlejuice, I think of Michael Keaton's great acting, their performance, the story was fun a whole new world. But then when you think about like, yeah, they had to do the stretchy face special, like so many effects in that movie. And I'm, and it added to the whimsy. It's like this macabre whimsy mix. We see with Adam's family a little bit. Um, I don't know if that'll hold up with today's industry. Nowadays we're so used to special effects. It might take us out of the movie a bit. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Um, I will say Tim Burton, you know, the Beetlejuice kind of, you know, these days you might look at it and say it's kind of old school, almost hokey special effects or whatever you want to say. But yeah, I feel like that's kind of the aesthetic in a Tim Burton movie though. So it may go with it, you know, it may work. Uh, And then of course someone else will try it and they won't be Tim Burton and it won't work, but you know. (laughs) yeah uh yeah i don't know you know there's there's always this like call like oh let's go back to practical effects and you know when things were real and, and this and the other so you know it's an interesting experiment if nothing else
0: and, and it's he's a Tim the Burton person movie. i would i would let experiment with this because i can't imagine another right. director we're not going to let michael bay do this <laughs> could you imagine his practical effects he <laughs> oh, would just burn down the studio <laughs> yeah uh, um we need fire guys let's let's set a fire all right here we go <laughs> throw that car at that car and go <laughs> like no 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 uh but yeah i am looking forward to this in a way and good call out on the fact that tim burton's kind of got that soaky because i just watched big fish for challenge accepted and i don't know if you've seen big fish but there are some things where like they have this giant in there which is ridiculously big so big that it's bigger than the actual actor is of course but the, nevertheless but then they like push up a house to straighten it up and you're watching this like that's so like that's that's ridiculous. But with Tim Burton's feel, it's like oh, okay, this this is something different. It's a Wes Anderson type thing where it's like you're watching a Tim Burton movie more than you are watching the movie itself, and and you're right just been yeah. disbelief.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Tim Burton is is like an elemental force within the film industry. I mean, he just he just does things on some sort of different level. You know that. Yeah that it's hard to get to,
0: you know, the gaming equivalent of that is Bethesda. Like every other studio that comes out with bugs, we get pissed off at. but Bethesda, we're like, Bethesda.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm stuck under the terrain again. Well, let me go see if I can find some, uh,
0: trader inventory chests while I'm down here. <laughs> you know how many times I've gone to, uh, Aquila city and like, just taken everything out of that <laughs> store. You can like go through the puddle and take all the stores, uh, stuff. Have you well, seen that bug?
1: No, I, I haven't. But I mean, it's. I didn't know <laughs> so about just, that one I go
0: and then I sell it to that store. <laughs> it's just like hey, while I'm here, let me grab a you know like twenty thousand more do- dollars or whatever. But yeah, you just like look at this puddle and you like kneel down and you go right into the store's inventory that's underneath it and <laughs> you just take it all wow. out. It's like it's pretty bad. <laughs> Which it's you know what
1: we're gonna get into Starfield suit, but you know that's it Bethesda doesn't either doesn't learn or doesn't care about stuff like that Yeah, I think a because it's the same thing in Skyrim you know there yeah. every every shop owner just has a chest and most of them are yeah at least under the terrain so you do have to glitch your way to them but there's like one where like if you go I don't remember what town it is, but it's just like you go behind a bush and look at the terrain well enough. And there's like a little corner of the chest peeking out and then you can take all the inventory, you know. Uh, So it's funny that because I have seen a video, um, the spiffing Brit did, where he was, you know, glitching underneath terrain in neon and new Atlantis and and finding chests for like every everybody. (laughs)
0: and, and then it wasn't I've been even people, hard yeah i've been seeing people just put buckets on the like person's head and then you could just take it all and the person can't see it all and so oh, it's just yeah it's like okay well that's a different way of sneaking i guess <laughs> just put try to do that in the irl go to walmart and be like cashier put this on your head <laughs> take what you want <laughs> oh man. yeah we're, we're doing a prank for a video can you put this on real
1: <laughs> quick
0: five switches please all right, uh, moving on to the next thing here in the movies. Guillermo del Toro, it just uh, got announced, or revealed during an interview that he has been working on a Star Wars movie. This is going to be focused on Jabba the Hutt. Now, <laughs> to fill in a little more data on this, it's currently on pause along with many Star Wars movies, the Kevin Feige one, the Tako one. They're on pause right now, not only from the strike, but also because Disney's restructuring things. But Kathleen Kennedy, the person in charge of all Star Wars production, has said that it's not off the table. It's still... Technically in development. So, but what do you think? Do you think Guillermo del Toro is the right person to make a Job of the Hut movie?
2: I mean,
1: just trying to to decide if if the world needs a Job of the Hut movie.
0: I don't um, really think so. Like, why do we need to fill in on that guy? He doesn't have. He's he's a tool more than a character. I think in Star Wars.
1: Yeah. Um.
2: I don't know. Like that the whole thing just makes me feel weird. Uh
1: and I mean I don't know what his most known movies are, you know, but I like I know he's done Pacific Rim and Job of the Hut's not going to be fighting giant robots. Um I don't know. Like it's it would be a challenge because Job of the Hut doesn't do anything or go anywhere.
0: Yeah, and you I, can't even understand what he's saying, <laughs> so because it's right. In the yeah, you have to have a version of this, and, and other huts do speak English, which is adds to the odd aspects of Java. Like we've heard in the video games, other huts speak English or comment or whatever it's yeah, called for them. You know,
1: you know. Um, I don't know. That, that's.
0: I would like to <laughs> see a criminal underworld <laughs> movie that would be yeah. alien based, because then I think he's got it, because he does a really good job with like monster effects stuff like that. So let him create this under. but Jabba specifically, I think is a problem. Like maybe Jabba is the boss. They have to visit to like get a loan or some, whatever, like have Jabba in their shirt, but don't make the movie about Jabba. He's not interesting enough and he's not practical enough to really do a movie about it. Just wouldn't make much sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, where's the, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the, what the character growth would be or, you know, even when you're watching a movie about, you know, a bad guy, right like boba fett is at least going into the boba fett show right i mean he's the guy who captured han solo so he's not yeah. a good guy um you know and in the scheme of the viewer you know through our lens he is a villain so mm-hmm. you know but you can make him relatable enough and understandable enough you know they're like well you know i mean he's he's just a dude trying to do his job you know yeah. um and you can't read but be you know can't be but so mad about that uh you know and even going back to right obviously you know boba's history with the jedi uh you know he's tried to kill mace windu and you know for all intents and purposes he is a villain but by the end of book of boba fett you're rooting for boba fett where does that, that happen yeah. with Jabba
0: the Hutt you know there's, like yeah right? he gets choked out at some point by one yeah. of his slaves you can't redeem that guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? um yeah like criminal underworld
1: there's a lot they could do there you know um like with you know Darth Maul and the Black Sun uh you know syndicate and I I remember there was what was it a movie or a video game or something that was supposed to be like the criminal underworld of Coruscant back in the day. And it ended up getting, that would up. be so good. Um, Man. you know, like there's, there's plenty of just untapped content there that doesn't, you know, like, can we not be on the outer rim for once? Yeah. Like, why are we always in Tatooine and Naboo and these planets that ultimately
0: don't matter? other than how, that, yeah how is tatooine is there for some the, 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 tatooine who has like three towns and a bunch of dirt like why is that the most important planet in the galaxy every yeah, time
1: you know like let's have a movie on coruscant or or Corellia or you know one of these inner worlds where yeah there has to be just a thriving criminal underworld you know and see I, them yeah. playing politics and corporate espionage and, and whatever it may be you know
0: like I would like Alderon because then no matter what happens, you know, the planet's going to be destroyed in the future. So any story you have there, like you fall in love with characters, you hate characters and you're like, Oh man, well, he's got three years, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know? up. but like how, think Dude, how it would change so your mood. Bad. Say watching game of Thrones, but like for some reason, you know, that like, yeah, but Westeros just gets annihilated in five years. So you're like, Oh, they're battling it out. bow. bow. who's going to rule the throne? It's like, Oh, they can have a throne. <laughs> it's not going to be there for long. Yeah, go you. You won, buddy. <laughs> yeah, good job. By You're the way, the that's not a moon. you king of <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, something like that would be. I don't know, interesting. I don't know something new.
1: Uh, Star Wars, though, Astronomer.
0: Everybody from everyday Felony person has been. Oh boy, and then we could find out that Alderaan saw it coming, and then they took everybody off the planet. That could redeem it. That might be interesting. Hmm. Dave filoni hire me to work for you. All right. Uh, <laughs> Let's move over to some gaming stuff here. So the FTC just announced that there's $245 million refund pool for people who, who play Fortnite and purchase stuff in Fortnite, which that will me. And uh, this is after settlement with Epic Games. And a lot of it's because people were, or Epic was kind of making like clickbaity Fortnite buttons. We see with everything, right? But so you could go, well, I'm going to have the links in the description. You guys can go to the FTC website. You have to put in your uh, Epic game ID. And then you could qualify for some some refund. Like for me, I know I bought a battle pass that I essentially didn't use. And so um, you'll get a portion of the refund for that. And uh, it's pretty cool. Is this going to be a new trend? We're starting to see Europe do this a lot. Do you think we're going to start getting companies having to give some of this money back?
2: Um, you know, I... I...
1: Where does like, I guess, where would you call it? Predatory marketing or, or or what. Um you know, where does like the predatory nature of these games end and just yeah. lack of personal responsibility begins? You know, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Fortnite wants you to spend money.
0: And and, and there's game, a lot of people, including myself, know? that's that's on board with you spending money. It's yeah. just, yeah. We have to I think things like this, the slap on the wrist, like really it's a slap on the wrist for Epic, but Um, I think like this will then make it to where in the future, they're very clear about the things that you're buying because we know for like in Europe, they're making it to where the loot boxes have a percentages on them now where it's like, Hey, you have a 1% chance of getting this thing that you actually do want so that, you know, and, and not necessarily the kids, but so generally people will see that like, Oh, okay. So I will probably not get this. And if you, can you imagine going to a casino and like the slot machines like, Hey, you can play this and win, you know, this amount of money, but okay. Yeah. You have a 0.3% chance of actually getting it.
1: It might right, negate yeah. you
0: a little bit or at least you would be a little more educated.
1: Yeah. no, like, for sure, like when it comes to loot boxes and things, like things that you pay for, right? Like, mm-hmm. they, there's games with loot boxes, but they're free. You know, you get them for playing the game or whatever. Um, if you're paying for a loot box, you're basically gambling. Yeah. And there are rules and regulations related to gambling, you know, that should probably apply. Uh, and children shouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know. Uh, totally. Yeah, no I I hate the loot box system but from from a legal standpoint I I could definitely see it, you know, becoming classified as gambling and being subjected to those things although that would make those games illegal in certain states and countries um mm-hmm. which would be interesting which may for, then force these companies to be like, well, now we have to do something different, which I would be okay with.
0: Yeah.
2: But, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I am
1: interested. I haven't looked into the case very much. Uh, you know, like I get it, right? Like we've all been on a phone game and they're like, well, you know what? For $5, you can just have a little subscription. You get all this stuff and it'll make the game so much easier. And you're like, well, yeah, whatever. It's $5. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, I played so many Fortnite, times many I've so, done that. Yeah. You know, I don't play Fortnite, so I don't know if it's like, People thought they were getting one thing and then didn't or they didn't understand the battle pass or whatever. But that's what triggered the FTC
0: is people not realizing what they're getting. And specifically parents, uh, like the kids would buy V-Bucks to buy loot boxes and then tell the parents like, oh, by the way, you know, I had your it was attached to the iPad or whatever. And all of a sudden money is being spent. And then the parents are feeling like there actually is no value to it, which in a lot of ways there isn't, especially (laughs) for their point of view. And that's what triggers the FTC into looking into this and saying, okay, there was predatory buttons and stuff like that that made it a little too um, addictive forming addiction of forming, you know. And so that's what I led to.
1: I don't know. Even that, you know, it's like, why does your kid have access to your credit card or your bank card or you know whatever it may be?
0: Well, that leans uh, into why know, like, is why do you have to attach your credit card to your app, your your iPad? Because that's what a lot of it happens is from mm, or yeah. See, I don't have an iPad. I don't have these. There should be. There should be a a system where that's the same thing for for Samsung too. No, Samsung
1: (laughs) Samsung does not have my credit card on uh, on this phone.
0: So you can't. Um, But if you were to buy an app that costs two dollars, do you just sign into your Samsung account, or do you have to actually put in the credit card every time? That's what I mean. Okay, so Google Play is another manages. damn it! So, but yeah, Google play is the one that manages the Fortnite money as well.
1: So they were busy buying things through the Apple store.
0: Yeah. Or the Xbox store, same situation, right? It's, it's the store that lets you buy other things and the kids have such access to it. It's like, if they were to like just peruse Amazon, but not like click. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like that's, I mean, obviously that's a challenge for a parent today. Um, and if, if there aren't restrictions, you know, like on, when you go on Netflix, right. And you have mm-hmm. different types of accounts, you know, like yeah. the, for the, the kids level, you know, par- parental controls. Right. So your kid uses their account, um, and, and they can't watch certain things. Right. Mm-hmm. uh, you know, or, or YouTube kids, like we have these for entertainment. Um, there should just be, you know, like on windows. Well, I don't know about now because I've never had to do it, but I know on older Windows, right? You had profiles. Mm -hmm. So, and you could password a profile. And so if my mom didn't want me to have access to certain things on the computer, she could put it underneath her profile and then limit the access on a more, you know, public or a profile available to me. Like why don't we just have the same things for tablets and these devices? Like, well, and, and why all does of your gaming child actually have so much access to your credit card. Now, I mean, you want to sue Fortnite? I don't really care, right? They got money, but uh, I mean, for from a reasonable standpoint, is it really their fault that you gave your kid
0: too much access to your money?
1: And this it, goes back bringing, to the you're same. You're convincing
0: me. I'm not gonna lie. You're convincing me your way. Yeah.
1: I mean, it goes back to when when you used to get, you know, kids' cell phones, right? And like a text cost oh, money. For
0: real. Remember those days? <laughs> you know? These kids nowadays and, don't know that. You used to yeah. pay 10 cents per text.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then that like three hundred dollar phone bill would come in. And you know what? Sometimes you could call the phone company and be like, Look, you know, my Rarely. I didn't realize my kid was texting so much. Yeah. You know, and some of them would help you, but you know, for the most part, you just have to pay that shit
0: oh, you got stories, your yeah. kid a
1: cell phone and you did not t- explain to them the responsibilities involved and you did yeah. not monitor how much they're texting. So when why I was in high the school, that was a huge problem. Fault?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I remember that being like a horror story. Like how did you hear about John? You know? Yeah. He was texting too much $400 thing. Now he to get his ass whooped. That was a thing when I was in high school, back in my day, and yeah, I can see that now. And and I think that the video game companies, I think the video game industry as a whole should embrace more kid profiles. I want to say the Xbox has something like that, but uh, why is it not a Fortnite kid's profile that doesn't let you, because they don't want you to do this. Of course, they'd rather people accidentally buy stuff, but there should be one that doesn't let you purchase anything until the parent puts in a password that use the two-factor system where, oh, you want to purchase this? Okay, we're going to send your parent a text real quick. And then if the parent's not paying attention to the text, well, then at a certain point, you're, you're not doing your job as a parent, not not to be, or two single guys that are like, or two non-parents that are like right, giving yeah. you a parenting advice. But I mean, come on now, there's a level of responsibility and I'm not necessarily defending Fortnite or Epic. I do appreciate the free games every Thursday, but we have to also have some personal responsibility with our consuming products and keep an eye on what you because we're evolving landscape right now. You're millennials out there, or, or for the most part. You should be well aware of the charges. You've seen them in the past, you know?
1: Yeah. Now I will say, you know, there's, there's a world that exists. Could be this world uh, Mm -hmm. where, you know, Fortnite knew that, oh yeah, kids have access to, you know, credit cards on, on tablets and stuff. um, And we can take advantage of this, you know? Yeah. And, and that's wrong. Uh, you I think know, there's a little bit it, of that going on. You know, and so, th- yeah, I'm sure there is, and that may have been something the F- FTC looked at. But, you know, I just think it's it goes back to, you know, in the digital age, one thing, like one pervading thing we've been dealing with is that there's not a lot of standards. You know, mm-hmm. everyone just, you know, every company is just kind of doing its own thing. Uh And, you know, there just needs to be, you know, I get it, right? You're a parent. You can't just be like up your kid's ass all day. Um, you know, like we we all have stuff to do. Um, and maybe you don't even realize that all they have to do is press this button. And now that connects to an app that connects to another app. So, you know, I don't yeah. want to be like, you're just parenting bad. But I think that parents should hopefully take a more active role in these products. But also there needs to be standards to protect consumers, you know, like consumer protections are a thing. Um, And when it comes to the Internet, we've we've constantly seen that we've dropped the ball on consumer protections over the Internet.
0: Absolutely. And, And it's something that's starting to be addressed in certain places. I know California's got a lot of them right now. And matter of fact, we just passed a law. If you live in California, keep an eye out for it. Uh we're able to delete all your personal information across the internet just completely. And so um check that out, guys. If you're a California resident, it it just went into place now this week. So that's something pretty cool. But yeah, in general, yeah, we need to protect protect our consumers. It's our it's our product. We're like, really, let's let's protect ourselves. All right, let's move on to the next topic here. We're getting along in the tooth, so we want to get to the next oh, one yeah. here. Xbox leaks. I know we're looking for Starfield but pretty soon, but Xbox leaks right now, and I know you're this scrolls fan. They just Confirmed Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be exclusive to both Xbox and PC, not touching the PlayStation or Switch for that matter, really. Actually, uh, what are your thoughts on that?
1: So, I think one of two things are happening
2: here. Obviously, um, you know, Microsoft
0: is still trying to acquire Blizzard, Blizzard Activision. It just passed another hurdle where it's like, oh, pretty much a guarantee thing now.
1: Yeah. Um, I. Wouldn't be surprised if Outer Scrolls is a bargaining chip.
2: So I know Call of Duty has been, do you think Outer
1: Scrolls too? Maybe, you know, they could be like, hey, like, like like this could be, a. I mean, it it could go either way, right? They could be flexing their muscles like, okay, that's fine. Like PlayStation wants to be pissy about us acquiring, you know, Blizzard Activision. Well, you know what? Hey, look what we can do. Do you really want to make this much of an enemy of us? However, yeah, I think that's a risky proposition because PlayStation can now turn around in court and say, "Well, look at this big franchise. They're going to be able to point to Starfield sales, which I guarantee are a lot."
0: Um, yeah, they just passed ten million uh, players or whatever. Ten, it was it was a lot on the Xbox, so it's you know that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, and you know, so they're going to be able to point to Starfield sales and be like, you know, look how big this is, and. Elder Scrolls is a very established franchise with a lot of fans. Um, you know, they're doing exactly what we told you we were worried they were going of. to do. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft turns on and says, okay, well, to show that we're willing to address the fears of, you know, all these government agencies and that we can compromise uh we'll go ahead and let elder scrolls be on the playstation
0: which they've been doing that kind of discussion with call of duty they they've offered playstation a contract with call of duty saying we we promise it'll be on your system for as long as we release call of duties which in the grand scheme of things makes sense because you're selling more call of duties but also um i like the idea of it being exclusively xbox not because i not only because i like <clears throat> xbox and by the way i own a ps5 so just haters sit back but also <laughs> and i'd buy it on pc anyways if, if we're being honest But anyways, um, but then PlayStation has to come out with a game that's similar and have to be innovative. Like, whatever happened to that innovation? Like, sometimes when we lose exclusivities, we lose innovation. Like, I like that it didn't pan out, but Xbox one time made a game called Rise. It was a Roman-based game, but it was clearly, you know, their attempt of making a God of War, the the modern version of God of War, and it didn't work, but it was fun. And like, hey, let's just try it <laughs> again, you know? Yeah, it didn't compete with
1: God of War, but like I've heard good things about the Rise game, you know. Squeaks Um, freaking loves
0: it. It's one of his favorites, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, and I remember
2: there was There's a what
1: was the game? Came out like the early two thousands started a franchise like the guy with like the lightning arms or whatever on
0: Yeah, um is uh, it's not inhuman, is it? No. Oh man Detroit become human or something like that, maybe?
1: Uh, let me see. Let me see.
0: Google in time.
1: Guy
2: with lightning arm. Just gonna tell you, Raiden. Game.
1: I have no. I'm. Well, I'm lightning man from Serious Sam. No, that's not it. Anyway, so there's there's a game <laughs> called called uh oh god it's it's like right on the tip of my tongue. Um, there's a game called Prototype. You know, that that I really like. I thought the first one was great. The second one was kind of okay. Um, But it was, it came out around the same time as this other one where, you know, it's a guy who like gets powers with, you know, electricity. And so he has run around and he's like, uses these like lightning attacks on everything. Um, And he's, you know, he's got like a a punch and he shoots lightning and, and it turns into like a big lightning hammer and smacks things, right? So prototype, yeah. yeah, was like their answer to this kind of free roaming uh you know guy with sort of mutant powers game. And I like prototype. Um it's almost like like wanted, but not. Uh, now as you're explaining it, like I'm pretty fucking sure I played this game. Right? Yeah, it's like right there in my brain. I but <laughs> I I can't Is it unleashed? infamous? Infamous, maybe.
2: Infamous. Infamous.
0: infamous. No, yeah, that's
2: yeah, that's the
1: one. Yep. Infamous and prototype. Okay. I don't know which one came first, but one of them was an answer to the other one. And you know what? Yeah. I I really like Prototype, and Infamous has a lot of fans. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like it spawned two good games maybe not too good franchises because infamous went on to make more games and prototype only made like one more and it wasn't great you know but yeah like where is that competition
0: Um, another good example too is is watchdog was an attempt to try to make like watchdog was ubisoft's attack on rockstar's gta and while the first one was a dud the second one was a lot better and i really like three it added elements that gta doesn't have with the hacking and stuff like that and it's like. Hey, we could take the same formula, add new things, and maybe the next GTA will take some of that advice. But, yeah, you could you could use competition to innovate, which is kind of the point. And we're the ones that went out. We could just not buy a game if we don't like it, but we could win out on it.
1: Well, yeah, that's like, um, there's a game called Sleeping Dogs, oh, which yeah. is, uh, you know, it's... a. GTA That's famously clone.
0: good, yeah.
1: Um, but you know, I yeah, I thought it was great. Like it's not Grand Theft Auto, obviously. You know, but yeah, yeah. Um, and it, and it as a PC gamer primarily, you know, seeing exclusives was a little always a little rough because you know I couldn't play them. But generally, exclusives ended up on the PC. So PC was always, always kind of winning the game in the end. Now there's always been some like infamous for the, you know, for example, I remember like it never came to PC as far as I'm aware, you know, Mm -hmm. so there are outliers, but for the most part, like we got a taste of, of both sides.
0: Uh, All right, let's look at some of the other leaks here. Uh, We have a confirmation through the leaks that Nintendo, this is on Activision side. Nintendo showed Activision the switch two at the end in December of 2022 so now we have confirmation that the switch is coming this follows rumors of a um behind closed doors showcase at the last gamescom which also led to the rumors that switch 2 is going to be coming in 2024 it's almost confirmed um the next thing these are just small things that we gotta talk about uh, there is going to be a new xbox released next year it's going to be uh you know like when they do the refresh to the current gen the interesting thing is it's gonna be faster but the same. I'm sorry, faster, but no disc, which sucks, um, but for the same price. So and, and it's currently codenamed Brooklyn and cro, uh, codenamed Elwood. So the idea is that, yeah, you're getting a faster machine, but you don't have the disc. And I find that the disc is the way to go because the disc holds value. It's a bit of a clutches item. And that's where you get the really good sales sometimes. Sometimes digital, you just don't get the good enough sales. If you're on console anyways.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got to go to a GameStop, you know, get the physical stuff. It's in, a, it's cheap. I mean, is is the current gen Xbox like backwards compatible?
0: Both will be back. Both are backwards compatible, and the next one will be backwards compatible as well. Or, well I mean, no, I am sorry, just, you know, correction. <laughs> yeah, our terms of backwards compatible are a little different. Backwards compatible as it, it uses your entire Xbox library. uh The Series X and Series S, I do believe, is backwards compatible in the way you are thinking too for like the most popular games. I am pretty sure.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, because I, I I know that you know gaming companies have gone back and forth like, oh, you know, like I think it was the PS3 could play PS two games. Yeah, sounds right. But you know, which was big, right? I mean the PS two yeah. library is just too good to not Probably. be able to play. Yeah. Um but then you know like PS four wasn't backwards compatible with either one of them. You know, with the three or yeah. the two or something like that. You know and PS you know, kind five of, can
0: only play the top one hundred selling games on PS4. It's not fully backwards compatible.
1: Yeah, so you know, I I don't know enough about the hardware and the software and whatever. Um, you know, I'm I'm not a gaming engineer, whatever you want to call it. But the you know, whatever challenges they run into when they're making a new console and why it can't run the old console, which I don't get. Right, I mean they're yeah. basically miniature computers inside, and my computer can play pretty much anything that's ever come out for computer in the history of computers if i wanted well, I think to I the
0: problem you know. with the ps3 was it was the first blu-ray and the ps2 wasn't and so that was difficult for it to move up i want to say that was the case but then with like the ps5 the reason it's able to play some of the ps4 games is because it's not it's saying i own this game okay let me download it real quick from our shop then is all
1: it's really uh, good. Yeah, yeah yeah the you know the whole i don't know the whole struggle against backwards compatibility with consoles for me is is why another reason i stick to pc um, all my games from uh 2000 you know still work i don't know i yeah. don't have these problems um, oh yeah i play you know, that old like, school
0: uh, uh what's that roller coaster tycoon from like 2003 or whatever the yeah, best man. version of it i play that all the time it's a great great game
1: yeah i don't know i mean i can see if it was no disc but cheaper you know they're like yeah. hey like we have the technology already. You know, so they're not investing in like R and D of a new Xbox. Really, they're just kind of tweaking the current one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I could see if it was like, okay, you, you know, you can have this a little cheaper than a you know the other one, but I mean, same price, no disc. I don't know, just, just get the other Xbox. I'd say.
0: Well, what's nice about that too, like the the those of us who like the discs are like, oh, okay, so the other ones are going to go cheaper. Sweet, <laughs> you know, that's really the deal. Um, some of the other things here. This is not going to happen, but Phil Spencer has and still does want to buy Nintendo. He has desires to buy Nintendo. Uh, that's just not going to happen like it just wouldn't happen, but it is interesting to think about, you know, it's, it's that was kind of like the bigger. He also wanted to buy Valve, which would be huge for them if they were to buy Valve and Warner Brothers, which I wanted them to buy Warner Brothers back when it was for sale because then they would get the rights to some of my favorite games, Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War, but uh, that didn't go through. Uh, Other things here, some new hardware tech innovations that I've revealed to build, the new controller that will connect directly to the cloud. We kind of talked about this before, but it was basically confirming that this tech is on the way and it'll be here soon. And then lastly, the thing I really want to talk about here is Red Dead Redemption 2 is getting a remaster. That's confirmed. And then, uh, well, yeah, with that one, do you, have you played Red Dead uh, 2
1: um, I haven't yet. It's one that's been on my list, and I just haven't, I've never got around to it.
0: Dude, I think you would love it. It is such a good game, because I, I, knowing you, you, you chew through games real fast. You and Kyle are like, man, you guys go through games like a mother. But you also tend to kind of get lost in the world, in the narrative, in a way that I envy in a lot of times, and Red Dead Redemption did that for me in a way that I, I just like, I think about that story often. I think you would really like it.
1: I'll definitely have to give it a shot. I think um, you know, like the the cowboy uh, setting is just not not my usual cup of tea, which okay. is always kind I of been like, you. well, I could play that, but I could play this other thing, you know. Which I mean, yeah. unfortunately, is often something I've already played. I tend to go back to games a lot in between games, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely one I I keep meaning to try, and I just don't. But uh, yeah. I'll, well, you, also, I'll I'll do it one of these days.
0: Yeah. Next time it's on sale, I'm going to hit you up, because I I think it is with your time. It's always on sale nowadays. Um, The other two games that are getting remasters, according to this leak, is Fallout 3 and Oblivion. Now, Oblivion, just a quick side note on this, there's been a a mod called Sky Oblivion where they're using Skyrim's engine for it. They said that they're going to continue with that project no matter what, even if there's an official version. But, nevertheless, uh, a remaster for Fallout 3 and Oblivion. I personally will be playing both of these 100 percent. there's no doubt in my mind are you gonna are you gonna grab those two so i will
1: 100 percent grab the oblivion um yeah you know fallout's debatable uh i'm not as i'm just not as big of a fallout fan as i am a, an elder scrolls fan you're more of a um, fantasy fan in general yeah yeah you know so maybe i'll give it a shot you know it's one of those franchises i've tried to get into in fact i've Played Fallout 3 before, didn't get very mm-hmm. far. Tried New Vegas, didn't get very far. I own Fallout 4, didn't get very far. You know, like yeah. it 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 doesn't suck me in the way an Elder Scrolls game does. Um, but I if they're going to do Fallout 3, they definitely need to do New Vegas because I think, you know, just talking right. to fandoms, you know, uh New Vegas is like top tier popularity fallout you know if they don't do a it new is- vegas remaster that is you know true to the original uh they're really doing themselves and their fans a disservice
0: great point yeah the, the story for that one is always talked about amongst the fandom so yeah hopefully they do that as well that's a really good one while we're talking about bethesda i think it's time we move into our starfield review oh, uh, now i am I am about 15 hours into Starfield and a lot of, and I do play the main mission a lot, but I find myself exploring and enjoying it so much. And in a way that's different than like, so Hogwarts legacy had the same issue, but Hogwarts legacy, I'm (laughs) mad at myself that I didn't continue the story. And in this one, I'm like, I don't care. I just like the world. I'm doing side missions, which eventually we'll do with them all anyways. So, and of course I'm like, I want to get the best ship. And I'm like, now I'm hunting this best sniper rifle and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. Now, what are your just initial thoughts on Starfield? Starfield does
2: a really good job of getting in its own way. Okay.
1: Um, I think there's a lot to like about Starfield. And then there's a a lot of Starfield that gets in the way of things that I like.
0: Yeah. For me, I would say it's traversal. I think space traversal, especially, but even a wonder on the ground, there's no vehicles, which Bethesda said they thought about it and decided not to go that way. Um, I do feel like that hinders the game enough to get people to stop playing. Really? Uh, I'm now used to it enough to where it's not bothering me, but it breaks. The 42nd rule There's the 42nd rule in all open world games that every major, de- every major destination needs to be 40 seconds away from another major destination or else it feels too long to the players. And this one, they're saying it's like some of the destinations are five minutes away, so it doesn't make any sense. And I think that's, I think that's hurting it. Do you think that's maybe one of your bigger complaints? So
1: anytime I, I talk about a game, um, you know, there's, there's something important to remember is that there's the way devs think people should play the game Mm -hmm. and then there's the way people play the game. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so Todd, Todd Howard has said that, no, um, you know, the, the lack of vehicles is an issue for me um you know like i early on i was like oh i can scan things right i can survey these plants i can get experience for it um and so i quickly like dumped a bunch of points perk points into scanning things faster and further away yeah. and and like yeah like i'll just level up this way you know like i don't need to go just murder pirates all the time mm-hmm. um although that's fun <laughs> um, but yeah it it turns into you know, me walking and walking and jetpacking and walking and jetpacking. um, And, and once you've been to a handful of planets, they all start to look the same, but it Todd Howard was like, we don't want them to get places too fast because it's, it's a walking experience. So you can explore yeah. and you can see everything. Okay. But they all look the same Todd. Okay. There's like three different, Life-sustaining planets, and well, then there's rocky moons. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, and and I I try to distract myself. You know, like when I play an Elder Scrolls game or a Fallout game, you know, and I'm like, oh, there's a cave over here. Let me go explore this cave, right? Because I know there's there's going to be something crazy to find there. There's going to be loot. There's going to be different types of enemies. Um, the generic like places of interest you know pois um will literally be the same exact layout yeah with the same exact enemies in the same exact places
0: or there'll be like a, a rock structure Wonder that Man- doesn't benefit you in any way yeah yeah
1: and then yeah this randomized gear that sucks um <laughs> mm-hmm. uh
0: which okay whatever that's that's a,
1: that's just a bethesda thing but this like wonderment of exploration to me feels very skin deep. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's it's definitely about the missions and the stories. And to be honest, not even the main story. I think no, the main right. storyline yeah. is the weakest part of the storytelling in this game.
0: It is it is only meant to get you to go exploring. I feel like all the side missions are the ones where I'm finding so much, so much interesting story in there. I haven't even chosen a faction yet. 15, 15 hours in. I haven't chosen a faction yet. Um, well, just spoiler, because I, you can do them all. <laughs> that is good to know. I didn't know I could join. I thought I had to be either a Ranger or I thought for no, I'm, sure. Those I'm two. a
1: UC Vanguard, a Freestar Ranger. <laughs> oh
0: shit. I am hella joining them all. I've been yeah, like, you really be careful about that. Cause I don't want to piss off any one side. And so I've been avoiding doing those. But I'm excited to, to join the Rangers specifically. But I also like the UC. I like a, a New Atlantis. But the Rangers are kind of like their their vibe uh, uh, as a faction. So cool. I didn't know I could do that. But yeah, the, all the side missions have been very exciting to me. And I do like that. I'm kind of creating my own story in a way with my ship, my crew, and I'm working on the outpost idea right now. And so I do like those aspects of it. And I and that comes from the exploration. But I feel like for sure things are way too spread out and there's already mods that reduce travel time and it's pretty bad. Like Bethesda, uh, you know, welcomes mods normally. And they, they said that they will in 2024. These are unofficial the mods. They're still not going to take them out of the game. Um, but they, they should take the mods and learn from them. And oftentimes they don't do that. That's, that's kind of a big hole for Bethesda.
1: So one thing that, that I've always found interesting, you know, um, Going back to Skyrim, you know, there, when you go into a town, you know, there's a loading screen when you go into a cave or whatever, there's a loading screen. And that was fine. You know, um, I don't think that was really anyone's major complaint, but there was a mod that came out for that. There was basically like a no loading screen mod, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you, when you walked into white run and opened the gate, the gate opened and you walked into white run, oh, that's you so know? cool. So, so it showed yeah. me it's possible This can be done. Why Mm -hmm. is it not Bethesda that's doing it? You know what I'm saying? Why is the open world not open simply because of some artificial limitation that Bethesda has decided is necessary? And that's one of those things that I'm like, how do you guys get in your own way so bad? Right? Like I think most people would agree Skyrim's great, but it's little things like that where it's like, but it could be, it could somehow be better and you didn't even learn from that and you yeah, personally you now made it even less. It, it just feels like point and click on a map to go someplace like this whole uh,
0: exploring that doesn't feel the universe. It just yeah. doesn't feel like that at all. So the most, the, the, the most popular modern, like I, I think right now I'm loving Starfield. I love playing it. I love it a lot by far. The traversal is the only thing I don't, I don't like, I think everything else I actually do like, Melee's clunky that's Bethesda melee (laughs) it's never not been clunky you got it is a Bethesda game very Bethesda but I'm into it but I will say the most popular mod is one that lets you just travel from planet to planet comfortably and like my all my perks for the most part are guns and ships because I plan on being a space pirate for good (laughs) so that's my whole plan and that's what I am and so uh I would be a lot more advantageous for me to just be traversing space comfortably and not being like, okay, teleport over here, basically teleport over there. So, you know, the loading screens are getting in the way. Um, And it's a shame because the rest of the game I'm enjoying so much. And it's a shame that it comes down to me not enjoying that part.
1: Yeah. um, You know, I find myself just constantly being pulled out of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And, and they, they do it to themselves where, there's there's just so many quests you know like side quests and i'm big on i want you know it, it's also an ocd thing right so so bethesda games do a, a big thing where you go into a town and you're walking around and people say stuff and it mm-hmm. just automatically gives you a quest in your quest log well now it's in my quest log that means i have to do it okay
0: yeah. um and, so, and you don't have the option to accept it or not they're just like you're walking by yeah it. yeah like are like, her her turns, her, like I'll go back to that rumor at some point, I guess.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's times when I talk to someone, they're like, maybe you can help me out. I'm like, you know what, dude? I don't want to. I got too many quests in my quest log right now. Uh, yeah. I'll come back. But then they just give you some. And so those yeah. have to be done. I have to do them. Um and like,
0: so Ubisoft's very good about making sure that like you feel that, com- that completion is uh, often, like you can complete a zone and it just stays complete. And Starfield, Bethesda in general, but definitely starfield a new level of it where that's not what they want you to feel. They want you to just feel like there's constantly things going on in every zone, which again, if it was easier to be more open world, would be probably a little bit better. But yeah, there's like, you can't say that I don't have something to do. I always have something in that quest slug because I just happen to hear somebody talk about like a treasure on a moon somewhere. And while that is good, for those who like to complete things, which I do have that itch too, uh, it's hard. <laughs> it is very hard.
1: Yeah. And in a lot of them, are, it's just so much of run back and forth. You know, it's kind of like when you get to a new talented World of Warcraft, you yeah. know, there's always a couple of quests that are like, can you just deliver this package over here? You know, that's yeah. like a lot of Starfield's little side quests.
0: Is yeah, just and the idea is that you're doing from, those while you're out there too. Like yeah, then from would point make A to, to point
1: B to point C, back to point A, nothing happens in between except loading screens. And for me, it's like every time the loading screen pops up, or or I'm sitting there for twenty four hours trying to refresh some guy's inventory because yeah. of another famous Bethesda mechanic that <laughs> pisses me off. Um all of a sudden now I'm on Twitter. Or I'm searching through Netflix for something to watch. And, you know, I have technically 200 hours on Starfield already. But a lot of that is the game just sitting there without me actually playing it. And that's a problem, I think.
0: That is. Uh, All right, let's move on to combat. What are your thoughts on combat? Like I said, Melee is definitely clunky, but I am liking the gun mechanics far better than I have, say, like, I think Fallout's also felt a little clunky, but not Fallout. A fallout yeah fallout um but this one actually feels sharp it feels closer to the destiny mechanics which i think is some of the best shooting out there or divisions another good example of that i'm really liking the mechanics and i'm also liking the variety in weapons what do you think
2: um
1: yeah so i i think um you know yeah i i like to play melee you know like mm-hmm. cyberpunk i go with a katana you know really? um I, okay. yeah oh yeah i i love I love the idea of you have guns and I beat you with a sword, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and when you're playing, you know, cyberpunk. That's why I tend to play fantasy type games, you know, because there aren't guns. There's bows. You know, okay, cool. I see. Yeah, thing, I is Oblivion, bow. Skyrim. I'm strictly bows, so I'm yeah, always. I always start guy. with a bow, you know. Yeah. Um, I like to sneak. You know, things like that. Um, cyberpunk. I really like how they handled it. Where you can go melee and you can just kind of build your character to where, okay, you're not shooting guns, but you're really fast, you're really tanky, and you go up and you're just slicing and dicing, and the more you slice and dice, you slice and dice faster, which means yeah. people die faster, you, you just know, like bandage. it all builds on itself, it feels really good to yeah. to do it, Um, and and Starfield doesn't have that, okay, mm-hmm. don't do melee, it's not worth it, guys. Not at all. <laughs> Um, I gave in and I switched to guns and I've been so much happier after it. Okay. This is space cowboy, not space ninja. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, as far as, as far as an FPS, you know, style goes, I'm having a great time. Uh, obviously. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of different guns and the H can have modifiers that make them very different guns. You know, like there's one called a, like a mag shot, mag pulse, something like that, Mm -hmm. which, you know, Its base version, it you know, shoots like a pistol, right? So, semi automatic the more you click, the more you know, it shoots, but it's like one bullet at a time. And then I got one version, it basically turns it into like a machine gun. And so, now I have like a pistol machine gun where I would just like walk up to someone and unload like 75 rounds, (laughs) Jesus Christ, in like a split second and just melt everybody. Uh, but then I ran out of all my ammo, but it was fun while it lasted, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's a good time when you, when you figure out what doesn't work. Um, you know, which really, yeah, just take melee out of the game, Todd. Forget about it. Honestly,
0: though, I don't pick up, I mean, like swords and stuff (laughs) like that, that are like really high value. I'll pick up, but I don't use them in any way. So they're all for just gold now at this point, you know, they're just, I mean, put it this way. So,
1: I have a gun right now that does over 900 damage per shot. It's a, you know, laser gun. Um the best melee weapon I have found does 100 damage per hit. Yeah, you got to get close for it. So I have to go close and like you swing. The swinging animation is pretty much the same time, right? Yeah. Like the same time between strikes for pretty much every melee weapon. I can shoot faster than I can swing a sword or well, actually I have a Varun pain blade, but you know, yeah, I can shoot, yeah. I can shoot a single shot, you know, like I, it's like a rifle, you know, semi-automatic rifle, you know, so it's not like I hold down the trigger and it just keeps shooting. I have to, you know, click every time. Um, and yeah, it shoots at a faster rate than, than my best melee weapon. So like, there's just no reason to use melee. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, and it feels exactly the way it felt when you played Skyrim, Oblivion. Like, I don't think Melee's ever changed in a Bethesda game. It's always felt the same, which is not good. <laughs>
1: you know, I don't know. Um, I think I think Skyrim does okay. Um, I like to dual wield, you know, and then you get that shout that makes you swing like you're on crack. Yeah. Um, You know, that was a good time. But yeah, I mean, for sure, you know, it's just kind of, you know, people actually have said that the best way to Melee most fun way to melee in skyrim is sword and board mm-hmm. because i guess there's you know just mechanics for blocking and hitting and stuff that make a little Actually more dynamic a bit too mm-hmm. yeah but yeah for the most part yeah bethesda has always been you know
0: walk up and swing yeah Generally. it's
1: real real great
0: <laughs> so the last thing i want to touch on a little bit of the i mean okay let's talk a little bit about the spaceship combat i think is pretty solid um i wish there was more of it is my only problem But I think it's pretty fun. What do you think about the spaceship mechanics and girls? So
1: my only complaint is just tuning. Uh, You know, I can run around on very hard and and fight people on a planet, you know, Um, and that's fine. And then I go into space and I get jumped by three ships and I have to turn it very easy or I'm going to get wrecked. Yeah which I, you know, I've been on, there's a, a Reddit community, Starfield discord, you know, that I've been on. And this seems to be a, a pretty common now, as far as the mechanics themselves, it's, it's what I've actually kind of wanted out of a game for a long time. Yeah. Um, You know, I used to play a game called freelancer, which was just like dog fighting space game. It wasn't trying to be a spaceship simulator where you got to hit the switches and, in change you know oh convert the power to the rear shields it does and all have a little stuff, bit
0: of that though not a too little bad. bit you
1: can pretty much ignore it though right once like, you're gonna ship
0: especially yeah yeah you know
1: um it, it's just not that in depth okay i get in there and i shoot guns and lasers at people and that's all i want you know? yeah um yeah i would just say that Yeah some of the difficulty tuning is is really crazy especially as you get higher level if you haven't been focusing on ship perks and buying a better ship and customizing a ship it's rough out there man (laughs) this Crimson Fleet Pirates are no joke or like I have the wanted trait so I'll just like pop into a system and like four bounty hunters are there waiting for me and it's like oh okay well if I don't hit escape and settings fast enough, I'm screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's yeah, no, it's, I, I it's have gotten into like, it loops where it's I like, like, it.
0: I like uh, the loop is where like, as soon as you get into a zone, get wrecked, but then like, it loads you back to when you got into that zone. So you're like, son of a bitch, I don't have time. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It, I have gotten yeah. stuck in those loops a few times now. Yeah
1: yeah and it's That's funny great. because the one of the game tips is if you're in a rough fight grab drive away but when you try to do that it says you can't do that
0: you can't in combat so what- which it feels like is a thing that they should fix like i think that should be an update that they make it to where you can grab away because they do suggest that and i've actually tried that and yeah i was yeah, like nope you're in combat. So I was like, what are you, are you talking so- about todd <laughs> yeah. todd Howard um, strikes maybe again. that'll be a talent or something that you could pick up where you just drop combat i don't know anyways uh, let's go ahead and drop a grade on this. What would you grade Starfield? You've got 200 hours into it too. You're, you're perfect for this. Oh,
1: it's, it's hard um, because like I said, there's a lot to like out of it, but I almost like if it was a, and I'm sure some people would disagree because they're like, well, what do you expect from a Bethesda game? I actually expect good things from Bethesda. Um, mm-hmm. Like bugs. Sure. Bugs happen. Some mechanics are always shallow. You know, they're, they're trying to do a very, very big game. Um and and some things have to be sacrificed. And Starfield is is a very ambitious project. So I try to keep yeah. that in mind. Um I feel like they could have done better. I, I I still believe the highest I can give it is probably gonna be a seven.
0: A seven. So having done, yeah.
1: having done a lot of the gameplay loop, I mean that it dropped down pretty low there for a bit Yeah, Uh, doing the the new game plus grind, which I think their new game plus mechanic is not doing them any favors. Um,
0: Yeah. Every suggestion, by the way, guys is to not go to game plus every, every website, everybody's telling you do not go to game plus. It's just not worth it.
1: Yeah. It it really isn't. Um, You know, I did it. I did it the 10 times to get all this stuff and upgraded all of my little, you know, space wizard powers to 10 mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just really not worth it. Um, just don't bother. I think, I think it, it's just, it, it was unnecessary. Um, but for me when I was playing it, I, I just kept having this like thought in the back of my head. Well, what if I do want that power to 10? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I'm just going to ignore it. I don't care about it. And then I found out there's like a power creep involved, you know, and my little fucking World of Warcraft brain was like, well, power creep got to take care of that. You know, so I stopped everything I was doing and I did all my new game pluses and my 240 temples, which is a terrible, terrible mechanic uh, that's really boring. And I just don't, don't recommend it at all. And once I was done with that and I felt like now I can play the game, um, and I started getting into all these side stories and and the faction campaigns and stuff, it became much better. So if you had asked me like four days ago, I probably would have given it a five. But yeah. there's a lot of good stuff there. Um and and hopefully with some quality of life improvements and and mod support. Um which I think is also a big fail on their part is
0: that they're waiting to give mod support, which I don't yeah, understand. They're not stopping any current mods, but they're also not going to get the full support.
1: Yeah, which I don't want to deal with Nexus mods. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I want to go to my Steam workshop, hit the subscribe button, and just have a mod. You know, or yeah, or the little thing on on Skyrim. So yeah, it's it's between a six and a seven, but I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be good and give them a seven.
0: Okay, for myself, so seven is a C. With so for myself, I'm going to go uh, C plus on mine, and this and that's for somebody who's 15 hours in. So obviously different spectrums on this. I'm going C plus, but a strong C plus. I am having a lot of fun, but so like personally, I'm having like a B plus worth of fun, but I'm recognizing a lot of flaws that I know are bringing the game down. So I have to personally give it a C plus myself. But I I am having a lot of fun though. I mean, it is the game that I'm wanting to play, which is always nice. Sometimes games I feel like I need to play. This one I actually wanted to play. And I, you know, that's, that's,
1: Oh, and here's a side thing. So this one happened to me yesterday. Right. And this is another example of Bethesda did something really, really well. And then fucked it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's just this little random side quest in the Ryujin tower, which is a side campaign, you know, so it's like a side quest of a side. Um, it's this guy you know he he lost his disc or whatever uh his slate they call it and you got to go you know to the 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 you know the slums of neon uh Mm -hmm. to get it you know to find it and apparently you know it got picked up by a homeless girl and she is one of the most interesting characters in the game hands down right she's yeah she's super cheerful right and she talks about losing her quote spreadsheets, <laughs> and if you can get her spreadsheets for her, um, you know she'll give you the the slate, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, cool, you know, and you go and you get in their napkins with like a ledger written on them. So she's keeping track of like how many credits she got, you know, panhandling, and how much she's spent, and how much she has left. <laughs> so this little this homeless homeless i don't know girl lady like i don't know how old she is but she seemed you know young but at least an adult you know over 18 probably for legal reasons um mm-hmm. you know in the game but uh yeah you know so it's like this this young young woman is is keeping track of her credits you know on napkins and you come back to her and she's like oh thanks you know and you and i you know there's an option to ask like why are like why why you know like why are you doing this she's like well you know like you got to you got to act like the the you know the fancy people to become a fancy person one day basically you know or or something to that effect and you have the option to give her 25 credits so like yeah give her 25 credits you're like this girl's like she's a great character she's written really well and then when you try to give her 25 credits again because at this point I'm a millionaire in the game, right? Like twenty-five mm-hmm. credits is nothing. Uh and she says, Oh no, you already gave me credits today. I wouldn't want you to go poor. <laughs> like you're being too generous and I can't accept yeah. it. Like and I was like you know, I was like, let me invite this girl to my crew, put her That's in an outpost so here, right give there. her a home. And you can't. Yeah. There's no interaction beyond this. That's so you gave me honestly one of the most interesting characters I've ran into, because honestly, every character for the most part, is very, very archetypal basic bitch characters, right? There's almost zero surprises. You know what you're getting into, right? And and this is one of the most interesting ones, and she's completely irrelevant after this quest. And I just think that's really sad. You know, like, you could have done so much more with her and made made the player feel like they have agency in the universe. And and you didn't you, you wrote her and then you let her go
0: yeah Bethesda, I mean come on Why? <laughs> what are you doing but that's <laughs> too bad oh. all right uh, so let us know guys what you guys think about Starfield if you're playing it and how far you've gotten I don't know if anybody out there has gotten 200 hours in but let us know what you think and uh, I, I like, personally I'm enjoying it um, but yeah uh, for the rest of Geek Freaks guys by the way we have Outlast Podcast just had their season premiere season 9 premiere Uh, who's got next game podcast they have two more episodes that um didn't release with the main first season because we forgot about them they were the live episodes so they were off to the side so those are releasing i'm currently mastering them those are harder to master because they're live um but their season two is already already recording so and it sounds great guys um and so yeah and challenge accepted has got big fish just came out make sure you guys check that out all right guys we'll see you next week thank you very much for hanging out with us
1: bye